welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And today we're going to talk about Where the Crawdads Sing. Yeah, so this is a new movie. It's based on the runaway bestseller by Delia Owens. Uh, it's been adapted by Lucy Adelbar and it's directed by Olivia Newman. And it stars Daisy Edgar-Jones as uh, Kaya, who is a young woman who we watch grow up in a marsh. Uh, the movie starts off in 1969. It goes back to like 1953, and then it it covers the years in between uh, of her life. Uh, her and her family. She has quite a large family. It's her mom and her dad, and I think at least three other brothers and sisters, three siblings. Uh, yeah, they live in this kind of. I mean, I'm going to be real. A shack in the marsh area, marshland area in North Carolina, and uh, just just outside of a small town. And the father's abusive. He's played by Garrett Dillahunt. And his, uh, his wife leaves. I mean, she just walks out of the family one day. And then we see in, a, in, in, a, in, in succession, we see like uh, the other siblings leave as well until it's just Kaya and her dad. And, uh, and then eventually her dad leaves. So it's just Kaya and she grows up on her own. She goes into town sometimes. Uh, there's a, a black couple who own a, I think it's the Piggly Wiggly or, or some kind of convenience store. It's just a little convenience store. Just a little convenience store. store. Okay. And they sort of befriend her. Um, there's a kindly old attorney played by David Strathairn who's nice to her. Um, and then she meets uh, a couple of young men um, that show an interest in her. One of them is Tate and one of them is Chase. Uh, Chase, at the beginning of the movie, uh, is dead. He has fallen from a tower. And the uh, authorities end up believing that Kaya is responsible. So this movie oscillates between Kaya's trial for murder and then her life that we see, like, going back to 1953, which is a young girl, all the way up to the, the courtroom parts. So, that is your setup for Where the Crawdads Sing. What did you think? So, I liked this movie okay. Uh, You know, the plot kept my interest. Um, The the mystery element was was intriguing. Um, The actors are all really good, I think. Um, And very attractive. Nice to look at. Um, And so I was interested, you know, the whole time to see how it turned out. So, you know, all that being said, the movie also has kind of a a superficial feel to it. And, you know, you mentioned how this was based on a book. I haven't read the book. But, you know, having read a lot of books and seen adaptations of those books, I I imagine that the book um, is able to, you know, go into some characterization and some description of setting and, and of situations that's much deeper and richer than what they are able to um, portray in this movie. Um, I feel like this is one of those movies where they have all the plot points, um, but it's just, it's in order to include all the plot points, they, they didn't really have time to develop characters or to make things seem convincing. Because this movie, to me, is about as convincing as, you know, a Hallmark movie. It's all just kind of obviously kind of a fantasy. Because this did have a bit of a Hallmark slash Lifetime yeah, feel to it. It does. 
Um, there's, you know, there's really like dark themes throughout this movie, but it's handled so lightly and it's just so tame that it, it feels, you know, like a Hallmark film. And Hey, I, you know, I like the occasional Hallmark movie. Um, I just felt like the subject matter maybe deserved a little more, a little better. Um, but you know, like I said, overall, I, I did enjoy the movie and I can, I can imagine that there are people who will really like it. But uh, what did you think? So, I was a little resistant to this movie at first because, you know, I mean, I, I leaned over to you at one point fairly early on and I said, this movie is so earnest, right? I mean, it's, it's whatever. But I so my guard was up a little bit. I was actually kind of lightly laughing at a couple of points that were not supposed to be funny. But then, you know, it didn't actually take too long and the movie kind of like, I, I succumbed to its sincerity. And I was like watching it and for the, you know, for almost all of it, I was like, you know what, this movie's corny, but I'm here for it. <laughs> and it, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm rolling with it. Uh, except for the ending. And I'm not going to spoil the ending. Um, but for those of you listening who have read the book, um, I, I think it matches the ending of the book. Uh, I went onto Wikipedia after I uh, watched the movie and I read the Wikipedia page for the novel. It sounds like the, this book follows it uh, somewhat closely, but particularly with the ending. So if you have not read the book, this won't spoil it. Uh, if you have read the book, then just know that you already know the ending. Um, the last five minutes, I did not like at all. Mm. And that's all I can really say um, about it. Um, but also having read the Wikipedia page, assuming everything in there was correct, I do kind of think... And again, I haven't read the books. Maybe it was handled okay. But I do kind of like the way the movie structured itself versus the book. It sounds like the book is in two parts. And part one is just your, it's a straightforward linear narrative of, um, you know, young Kaya from young, young, a young age up until she gets to be, you know, whatever age she is in 1969 or so. Uh, and then part two is like the trial. And I don't know. I kind of like the the oscillating nature of the courtroom scenes in the movie and then, you know, the mm -hmm. flashback scenes. Mm -hmm. That said, I mean, this movie is not without flaws and it's kind of clunky. Um, and maybe this is just me not getting it, but so it's narrated, lightly narrated by uh, Kaya. And <laughs> at first I was thinking like, so, you know, before her trial starts, so this is early on in the movie, um, David Strathairn comes to meet her and he's, a, you know, says, I'm going to be your attorney. Um, and he wants to know about her. And, and then she eventually opens up and, and, but she doesn't say a lot. And then we kind of start hearing her narration and then it goes start, it flashes back to like the early fifties. And so throughout the movie, I'm like, so is this, Kaya telling David Strathairn her story and that's what this narration is or is it something else because a lot of times in a movie when somebody's narrating it and they do kind of go back and forth when they go back to like let's say quote unquote present day it's the person there the narrator and they're sitting there and they're like kind of finishing off their little bit of talking you know this is not like that like so I was like so I think by the end of the movie, I grasped what the narration was supposed to be. But again, I don't like the ending. Yeah. So, so there's that. 
I will also say, now you mentioned earlier, everybody here is really good looking and they are, this is a hot cast. <laughs> I mean, you, you've got, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm a gay man, but I'm going to say, you know, Daisy Edgar Jones, she's attractive, uh, very attractive for someone who lives on their own in the marsh all their <laughs> life. I mean, skin is, is clean and beautiful and hair is nice. Um, she cleans up well. Um, I was like, wow, I mean, good teeth, you know, and, uh, there's a character who we meet initially when she's a young girl who uh, is a young man, a young boy named Tate. And then when she gets older, he's also a young man and they date for a little while. He's a great character. His name is a uh, uh, actor's name is Taylor John Smith. He's really cute. And then the bad boy who she ends up hanging, uh, hanging out with and who ends up getting killed. She's on trial for his murder is chase played by Harris Dickinson. Who's also super attractive. And you know, I'm just saying, like, she is drawing these attractive young men, right? And I'm, I'm just sitting there watching this movie thinking, doesn't she smell? <laughs> like, she lives in this shack in the marsh. I don't think we ever see a shower. I mean, I don't know if they have indoor plumbing. Mm. But, like, I'm just thinking, like, this guy, you know? And I don't, I, don't, I don't understand what that is going on with that. And, like, Tate teaches her how to read she learns how to read like that. And I don't mean, I don't mean just read like ABCs. I mean, she's reading like science textbooks and whatever. Mm-hmm. She's an accomplished uh, uh, artist, you know. Uh, I, she is a, I don't know if there's such a thing as a Renaissance woman, <laughs> but Kaya is. Well, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's very idealistic in its portrayal of her wild child existence. <laughs> um, yeah. There's, and there's a big chunk. There's actually a big chunk of the movie that's kind of skipped over. Like we see her as a child, like when she's completely abandoned and then it kind of skips forward a few years until she's a young woman. And that, I mean, that's a significant thing that they're skipping over there. That's the, those are the, all the years that she has basically raised herself in the wild. And, um, yeah, I, I found myself a couple of times thinking, oh, th- that would be an interesting story. Like, the young woman that we see, like you said, is very well cared for and um, accomplished. And um, how did that happen? Like, that's an interesting story. Um, the mystery, which becomes kind of the central plot here, is a little unsatisfying. Um, yeah, we won't go into the ending, but it's just a little unsatisfying. Although, I, like I said, it, it kept me intrigued um, the whole time. Yeah, I've heard other people who are talking about this movie say that they didn't feel there was much suspense or that the courtroom scenes were kind of boring and they didn't have a lot of interest when those scenes appeared. I, I am not one of those people. Um, I don't think this is necessarily what I would call a suspenseful movie, mm-hmm. but I was very intrigued by it. I was, and I was curious to see, you know, I, I, I like the courtroom scenes. I mean, they're not like, um, this is not law and order, you know, I mean, it's, it's not, you know, people getting, uh, angry and, you know, objecting. I mean, there's an, there's an objection on one scene, but it's very mild. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it was fine with me and I was curious to see how, you know, the, things would resolve. So yeah. Um, the, 
the cinematography here is actually really good. I mean, if there's maybe a favorite part of this movie for me, it's uh, how it looks. Polly Morgan is, is the, is, is the DP here. And, you know, so much of this North Carolina marshland is this, um, is this bathed in golden hues and, 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 you know, some greenery and, uh, you know, the, the scenes where like leaves just kind of swirl up in the wind. And, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, uh, Birds, I don't know what kind of birds, but you know, birds just be, 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 be taking off and landing and just, you know, it, it's, it's really quite wonderful. I mean, there's a lot of good, um, nature catnip here, right? Mm. Uh, that I, I, I think is, it's a good looking movie. Um, it's just, it's just clunky. There was, um, I was reading on RogerEbert.com, Christy Lemire's, uh, review and she, she talks about like, she quotes one of the kind of clunky lines, which is there was something about that boy that eased the tapness in my chest. <laughs> and, you know, as, as Christy notes, I mean, that's maybe a clunky example of transferring Owen's words from page to screen. And I'm, I'm assuming that was something from directly from the book. And that's true. Like there are books that I think are read well as books and the dialogue is Fine and that nature. When you have to like start speaking that, particularly like in a dramatization, it can lose some. It can lose something. Um, and there were a few. That's why I said earlier there were parts in this movie where I was laughing and, and wasn't supposed to be laughing. I mean, a lot of that had to do with with the dialogue. Yeah, I, I, I think that's probably the case with that with that dialogue. And it just it a movie like this always makes me appreciate the art of screenwriting and and adapting to the screen because it's not just about taking the plot and putting it on this on the page and on the screen Um, a lot of times with adaptations you have to you know jettison some of the plot for the sake of adding scenes that will build character cinematically that you can't do on the page Um, and that's where i think this movie isn't doesn't accomplish that Mm -hmm. um so yeah, you're right though. It looks beautiful. Um, it just everything just drips with atmosphere, and it's 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 gorgeous, um, very gorgeous to look at. And there are some interesting um, other characters. You mentioned the the black couple um, who own that store. They're very kind to Kaya, and I really liked the relationship that they formed with her. And I would have liked. I can, again, I kept thinking of other. Um, stories that I would have liked to have seen, like how she survived, you know, growing up in the marsh and then also her relationship with that couple, because it's obvious when she's a young woman, they have a a deep bond and a, and a long history, but I, I'm curious to know what all happened there. And that would have been interesting to see. I mean, we see a little bit of it and there's like a quick little montage of them doing things with her, but, um, that could have been developed more because I thought those were really interesting characters. But so, yeah, there's a lot of really good ideas here. Um, but you know, it, it, I always just felt like it could have been so much more. Yeah. And the, the, you know, we talk about the dialogue and stuff. I mean, I, I just want to be clear. I, I feel like the cast here is doing a lot of heavy mm-hmm. lifting. I mean, they're doing the best job they can with the material. Um, and like I said, this is not a, this is by no means a bad movie. No, no. It's just kind of quaint and clunky. 
Um, and again, not a fan at all of the last five minutes. <laughs> but apparently, according to what I read afterward, I mean, they're, they're staying true to the book. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I just, I'll just say um, that the actresses who played Kaya, and there's two who, mm-hmm. you know, play her as a young woman, as a young girl, and then as a young woman, um, they were both very good. And I actually, they made me care about her. I did actually care about her and what happened to her. Um, but, and, and that was all their doing. I don't think it was really the, the screenplay or the dialogue that was, um, that was doing that. Yeah. Kaya is a very reactive character. Um, a lot of, you know, I, uh, there's um there's a lot to be said for an actor who can who can play like a quieter role, a more introspective role, and mm-hmm. I think that certainly is the case with Kaya. So yeah. yeah. Um now this was for quite a bit of the movie humming along with me at like a seven point five, and then the last five minutes happened and it, I bumped it down to a six. Uh what would you give it? I also give it a six. Okay. So it is a six from us. And yeah, so that is Where the Crawdads Sing. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you.